Hi guys, welcome back to Coffee Morning Laughter this week. We continue our journey on Black History Month. It's not week, Black History Month. And we've got another fantastic author for you guys. I promised you, well, me and Michelle promised you that we'll be bringing you different authors from in and around the UK. Basically your neighbours, people that you walk past every day, people that you work with, but they have hidden talents. And obviously this month we're showcasing all of them. So I'm going to give it over to Michelle to introduce our guests for today and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so we have the lovely Christiana, Christiana Jackson. Can I say your surname? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah you're an author. It's out there. Yeah. Christiana Jackson. <laughs> and um, her amazing book, which is called, sorry, just say it right for me because I don't want to say it wrong. The Queen's Tea Party. The Queen's Tea Party. Yeah, so Christiana, tell us a bit more. Yeah, thank you um, for the introduction. Um, so yeah, I, I wrote a book called, um, a children's book called The Queen's Tea Party. And I wrote this book in, well, back in 2020, 2014, and I published it in 2019. Oh, wow. um, and the reason why I wanted to write a book is because I actually do enjoy um, writing. I just love creative writing and just having that freedom to write what I want. And no one told me, no one can tell me what's wrong. <laughs> um, but the reason why I wrote this book and, and the story behind the book is because um, it basically kind of stems my story about, you know, being confident and how to kind of deal with negative situations as a child. And the story is all about a young girl um, who basically the school celebrating the Queen's uh, Jubilee. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop you there Chris I'm gonna stop you there because you know we've got a lot to unpick about this podcast okay. I know we've got a short time on this podcast but what I really want there because obviously somebody who writes they normally write um stories that have inspired them or they've yeah. been inspired by but before we get there I yeah. want to know who Christiana is okay what does Christiana absolutely. do where's yeah, Christiana absolutely. from you're married, you're okay. single, you're not available. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, not that personal, okay. Uh, okay, I'll give you, okay, I'll give you back, right, okay. So, hi, thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, I'm Christiana, and my full-time job is working as a consultant in IT and the payment space, and um, I do that nine to five, and on the weekends, um, I'm either at workshops, writing, well, improving my craft, or I'm just out having time, having good times with my friends and just enjoying life. <laughs> that's just me. No, that sounds nice. So you're in, so you, obviously your day job is very different from your passion. Can I call yeah. it a passion? Yeah. So definitely. obviously, call it a passion. Um, so, you you know, you went on to write, you know, the book of the Queen's Tea Party. Now, Michelle, you might not know this, but, you know, you know now, I met Christiana through Deborah Debray who did the conversations over coffee of okay. us. So it's true what they say, birds of the feathers flock together. Because she's also, a, she's also a writer. Don't worry about Michelle's version of birds of the feathers. She has other ideas of what kind of feathers and birds should be flocking together. Oh, shut up. But, <laughs> but it's interesting that, you know, you have a close friend who is also a writer. So does that mean you have a lot of friends around you that are writers and mm, quite inspirational? A lot of friends that are creative. Um, like I have friends okay. that are into like um, events, writing, or just um, just other stuff. Like just very creative. And it's funny you brought up Deborah because she was one of the people that kind of pushed me to, to publish my book because I was very yeah. shy. And she was like, 
Christiana, you need, to, you need to publish a book. Like, what's going on? Like, how can you, like, have this book? So she is so funny that you brought her up. But, yeah, she's, um, yeah, a great friend. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's a great, she's a great sense of support, you know? Yeah, if, if If Debs give you support and you're not Beyonce, you're a lucky person. Because <laughs> the only person she actually supports wholeheartedly is Beyonce. Yeah. yeah but um, in saying that, I mean, you mentioned something before I kind of like brought you right back. Mm -hmm. You said that um, you wrote this book in 2014. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to try and guess your age or make you reveal your age, but in 2014, you was quite a young bird. Yeah, Michelle, it used to be bird. you, you used to be young. Early 20s, Shell. What were you doing in your early 20s, Shell? <laughs> oh, Popping you know what I was doing. Just keep your, I, I knew you, I was going to say, keep your mouth stum. <laughs> Oh God, Fine. bring back back chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, early 20s, I mean, writing a book for me, it, it's quite, um, it's a personal thing, isn't it? Mm. And a person must, must be really inspired and really passionate about this because how do you take what's in your mind and how do you get so motivated that you feel like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. And what are the reasons mm. that would lead you to writing a book? Obviously we're looking at black authors, you know, you might be new to the scene in terms of you released your book, in, you published your book in um, 2019, but you've been around for quite a while, actually. Mm -hmm. And how did you, you know, you started it before. How did you get from, I have this great idea or I have this creative thing going on in my head, but yeah. I want to put it out there. Yeah. So, like I said, I started in 2014. I was in uni and I was going through a, just a difficult time, but I knew that. I just wanted to kind of share my story um, and I needed to, I wanted someone to hear me. So that was my motivation to get it done. In terms of the years now, I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of research and a lot of time during that time, I was doubting myself at the same time. So I had to kind of, um, this book is it's funny that I'm writing a book about confidence because I actually had to deal with that as I was publishing this. Um, so I did a lot, I, I went by self-publishing. So um, I just basically kind of did some research, went to kind of workshop classes on how to kind of do that. And then I eventually published it. I, you know, before that I met a, a um, an illustrator on, on Instagram. I reached out to her, she was happy to illustrate my book. And then I basically reached out to editors to kind of read it, kind of help me kind of see where there were any weaknesses and areas to improve to actually kind of make sure it's a good book to, to sell and be, um, yeah, just kind of published. So um, I ended up uh, publishing it and then, um, yeah, and I did like a release towards the end of 2019. And then obviously the pandemic hit <laughs> where like, we're here today, but um, <laughs> that's just a short summary of like how I did it. But going back to your question about motivation, yeah, what motivated me was just me wanting to kind of share my story and help someone um, who may go through the same scenario that I did or the main character has gone through. They know how to deal with that. And when I read my book to like, uh, like students or because I sometimes did like a library reading um, in like local libraries for schools and 
the most rewarding part of me reading my book is that kids can relate to it and I'm like you know this is actually is rewarding the audience yeah just seeing the kids like oh yeah like that I remember oh that happened to me something like that you know just kind of relating to the story so um, I'm happy I did it and I'm hoping to kind of do more you know write more and, and publish and get myself out there so yeah so, so do you think do you think there's a more do you think black authors are you know um put to the forefront of literature in school or in other areas where maybe um children are i don't know if you managed to watch last week's um, podcast we had toyin on here and she had um, written a book where it was basically for people for children that look like her yeah yeah i mean i had bought a book for her book for one of my nieces who's young suits the age and she, you know she can see herself in that book i think michelle was going to buy one for mm. her little girl as well even though she's a little bit older but the story can marry and um our producer bought one for her niece who's about three years old mm. now your book um it's i think the cover has a um a white girl on it isn't it i would say a mix <laughs> i was gonna say i don't i was gonna say because i've, I've seen it and i what I really liked about yeah. your okay, I'm new to glasses. No, no, go ahead. So I'm new to glasses. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kind of what I, what I liked about your book, and I haven't read it, but I've read um the the I've, I've seen all the material and um I followed you on Instagram, so I've seen all the, the little girls reading it and, and you know their thoughts and feelings. But I think one thing that touched me, so um I've got two mixed race children and a black child and you know it's all I see a lot of books I go to the library most weeks with my, my boys especially um one and four and I see you know we've got black books about black children celebrating black culture which is great and obviously you have just books that are just white children and they're just great Kipper and Chip yeah Biff Biff Kipper and Chip they don't even do that anymore but yeah <laughs> Oh no, do you not know who? Oh no, is that I are do. we too old for you? No, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> I do know what I <laughs> No, I, I do know who they are. <laughs> you, you stood in silence and I was like, No, I'm that old. <laughs> no. No, no, but no. You're right, Biff, Tipper, and Chip. But what I loved about your book was the fact that for me, just the little that I saw, it was incorporating ethnic people into um british culture and society yeah you know and for me as a mother of a mixed race child it's it's nice to see something for them where they can it's not everyday africa we love africa but it's not everyday africa there's also wow. got their bangers and mash <laughs> as shilla would like to say yeah slide to them yeah yeah <laughs> um, that's what i liked about the yeah. initial that was my initial thoughts and i'll definitely yeah. be getting book for my boys yeah so when i first wrote the book i wasn't even thinking about okay what do i want the, the color of my main character to look like i left that up to the illustrator and she's a black illustrator i left that up to her you know i gave her the freedom but what i really was trying to push is the message about confidence and like you said diverse anyone can deal with it and in the book there yeah. there's the yeah. kids are all from different backgrounds the teachers she's black like I wanted to kind of just show like this is my view of like I'm, I'm looking at myself as the teacher <laughs> helping the situation mm -hmm. and there's kids from all different backgrounds like you said in you know we, we kids go to school nowadays you know we're living in a diverse society so I, that's was my kind of idea but I let I let the illustrator to kind of just 
played with it um and i was happy with it and um yeah you know sometimes i look back i'm like yeah maybe i should have you know made a character the main character black but the, the best friend is beautifully brown beautiful hair if you, if you i can i don't know if i if you want me to kind of show you but like you know yeah I, yeah you like just because it's black history month after yeah all. i mean <laughs> yeah like uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, oh my god she's, she's like, i don't know you're going with this <laughs> you know where she's going like, you know where she's going yeah but like um yeah i i just didn't i didn't think i really like that at times i just i just um yeah. that's really diverse actually just looking at that picture itself i can see yeah. a lot of different colors i mean so what, what we normally so christiana you mentioned you mentioned something in terms of confidence and yeah. your self, your view of self, you know. Now, if you follow this podcast, you already know we'll talk about mental health and the perception and ment good mental health well-being, basically, yeah. And um, the first author we had on here, Michelle, had written a book on um, seven steps of having good mental health. You know, don't. I hope I haven't got the um, the title wrong. Please forgive me if I have, but it will be corrected as it goes along. And um, she obviously gave us seven steps of having good mental health. Um, Toyin spoke, Toyin's book was more about identity mm. and seeing yourself in the world where you belong. And I think what I'm picking up from your book as well is um, understanding your worth and having confidence in self. Yeah, I think um, it's really, really important that we, we we mentioned this last week saying it's really important that our young people or our children that are coming up are equipped to deal with situations better now you had already said stated to us that you wrote this book for your voice to be heard when you wrote this book in 2014 you was at university i'm just doing your chronology right now yeah, yeah. you was at university what was happening for you at that time at uni yes. that didn't that made you feel these emotions that you had to write them out? It's kind of like a songwriter, you know, when they're yeah. hopefully happy or in love, you know. Yeah. Write we, a song. we always love it when Adele yeah. has a breakup, don't we? We know yeah, some exactly, good music exactly. is coming. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that you know, currently we all know what Beyonce shows about Jay Z. It must be the money because it ain't yeah. your face, yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> So but I love Jay Z. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, that man's fine. But let's keep it moving. What was what was it for you in that time? Yeah, that brought you. That made you arrive at. Okay, I'm gonna write this book. I need to be heard, and this is what this this is the way I'm gonna go. I yeah. Um, at that time, I was definitely felt like I my self esteem was very low at uni. Like it was very low and I was dealing with a lot mentally like I didn't know how to control my thoughts and I felt the only way to escape was writing and it was more of a thing where I felt like I had to write to let go of um it was like therapy to me writing is mm. like therapy to me to kind of let go of, of pain or things that I was holding on to and things I didn't see myself the way I should see myself the way that I know God has created me I, I wasn't seeing that and I know like God has used me used this to help me get to that place where I should be where I'm more confident in myself I'm more self-assured of myself and I see my worth so um, mm. that's why I, I started it and I even wrote other short stories as well that I'm hoping one day I'm able to kind of publish as well where it talks about um, identity 
culture and and just dealing with negative scenarios because I felt as, as a child I was very shy and I always I always like held things in and never let things out and mm. this that's why I was like I want to get my voice heard because I, I felt like it was just something I had to do at at that age um in my early 20s before I was going to the real world I wanted yeah. to kind of write something and be like yes I can put that to bed and now I can you know step into the real world and you know be this person that I know that I am and you know God has created me to be so yeah that that just kind of that was pretty much what happened so yeah yeah Shell have you got a um, Shell scratching to go go on, I know Shell. right she can always tell and I'm like eh. but yeah it's <laughs> just interesting I'm, I'm loving hearing about how everybody's journey has started off from something quite personal and how actually the writing has been therapeutic and they've learned and grown from 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 the journey of doing it. I've, I've not heard someone say, I've come in it to make money, oh, which yeah. is, yeah. you know, everything has got a very personal touch. Yeah. And it's just, um, it, yeah, it's really amazing to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I think um, when, I, when I look at books, because, you know, it's likely that I'll have a black child, yeah? Well, maybe mixed race. Who knows? Yeah. Is it, can I say mixed race? Am I allowed, or is it not allowed? Yes, you can, Sheila. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Michelle. You know she's the boss of them. So <laughs> when I see you, <laughs> I've got to ask the boss of them. Yeah, so I've got to know. But you know, but I would always want something to represent who I am. Yeah, and in a positive light, not just in a negative light. And um, when I'm seeing, um, there are so many things that people can be, but if we can't see ourselves in the positions that are out there, you know, seriously, if you ask a child, who's the most like famous, maybe it's changed now, I don't know, who's the most popular um, writer? It might be JK Rowling. Roald Dahl, from, JK Rowling. Yeah, yeah, all those people that I grew up, I didn't read the Harry Potter, was it? Allowed in my it's house. Witches. <laughs> yeah, for certain reasons, yeah. If you're a believer, you know. If you know my mum, you know why it wasn't allowed, yeah. No comment there, yeah. So I've never actually watched Harry Potter or read Harry Potter. But people tell me it's well written. It's like it takes you through a journey. But imagine growing up in a world where, you know, like I mentioned it before, I'm really, really old school. So my books were rolled out. <laughs> Beef Kipper and Chip. Um, and all the other people that we, all the other authors that we read on when we were young, never did I really read of a black author until I bumped into Maya Angelou. Mm. And that's the honest truth, yeah. And it would have been like, what, like, um, how old? In your teens, 20s? I was, I was about, I was, I remember my um, English teacher actually, Mr. McKellar, he, he passed away a couple of years ago. He introduced me to Maya Angelou. And I was like, you'll love these books. Because I enjoyed English and I enjoyed writing. And um, I got lost in those books. I got lost in those books. And I can still pick up a Maya Angelou book now and actually read it and see, I'm not saying I see myself in Maya, but mm. I'm inspired by a lot of the things that she's done or she did in her lifetime. And um, when that changed my way of thinking, reading those books so i'm looking at the generations that are coming up like you know michelle's kids and possibly your kids and my kids and everybody else around if they've, if they've got people like you in this space that are able to i mean address topics that affect our society that affect our kids and i think the writers of back then wrote differently to what is being written now because what our kids are battling now 
is more around, like you said, that identity um, crisis or the knowing of self or not falling into society's... Um, social media, all, all, all the traps and the negatives that social media yeah, brings. Yeah, the conditions that have. I mean, it's a good way to talk, to talk about it. Um, you had made mention that you had other books that you had written or short stories. And what are they looking to be? What's the message behind them? Yeah, um, it does touch those areas that you just mentioned about, you know, I think, Michelle, you mentioned about, in a, you know, you, from an African household or black household, that you go outside and you're like, mixed with different cultures and you're like, you know, um, how do I kind of like, not feel embarrassed about my culture, but also feel proud about myself. That's where my my books kind of are, the stories I'm writing next are touching those areas. And um, I don't want to say too much because um, I am- Don't preempty. Yeah. <laughs> don't preempty. Let them want to buy it. Yeah, come yeah. back and tell us about it. What, what, what I love right now is like, there's so many of us, you know, stepping out and actually writing. And there's, you know, I feel like our kids are going to be so blessed with just so much variety that's going to be out there that they wouldn't need to face the same issues that we face. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like I wish I could, in, I was in their area of era where I could see books where I could relate to them and mm -hmm. just go straight to them and just be so proud. Like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy with my skin, my hair, whatever it is, maybe, you know, my culture, whatever it may be, I'm just proud, you know, being a, from a black household. So what, what was I going to ask you, yeah? And what was your background? Uh, Nigeria, yeah. Oh! So my favourite author and my first um, experience of a black author, Chiamanda Adichie, uh, yeah, yeah. Half a Yellow Sun, Purple yeah. Hibiscus. And I've read all of them. And for Shills, she's a Nigerian Ibo lady. The name Very gave it away. Couldn't pronounce okay. it. <laughs> Yeah, but she amazing. Spoke, yeah. She's amazing. But her Half a Yellow Sun was based around the Biafra War in mm. Nigeria. And um, I just learned so much. And um, again, like you, Shield, it wasn't really until I think I must have been in my late 20s, um, late teens, that I, I, I found her books and I discovered her books and I started reading about her. But I think, like what you said, Christiana, um, you know, our children, like, where were these books when we were growing up? about ourselves and culture and identity there's all these great stories you know Maya Angelou great all her poetry but in terms of um especially being a black British Nigerian woman or child at the time you know we didn't have all these books we just uh, had I just show and just you know be a bit controversial here yeah? is it because our parents didn't make time to find these things for us is it because the only book that was read in your household was the Bible? That is controversial. I, that is I'm, just, I'm just being honest, yeah. Because it, you it, think about it, yeah. With everything that your parents had to do back in those days, yeah, they weren't trying to go and find you a book that looked like you. But what if there wasn't I think any? The reality I didn't know there was any. Like, I was going to say... The most she was going to get was Oprah Winfrey's story. <laughs> <laughs> Purple, yeah. I'll say and was that appropriate? No, great film, but not yeah. But I think there's two things. Number one, I think we've said it on this podcast so many times. People were not thinking about mental health and identity and culture. It was all something that was going on in our households, mm. in our backgrounds, in our minds. 
but it wasn't something that was verbalized, that was discussed, that uh, uh, healthy discussions were welcomed and promoted. You know, when my, my son is coming home and telling me, mom, you're not respecting my rights. I'm thinking, little kid, what rights? We didn't have rights growing up. But in school, that's what they're teaching them now, that you've got a right to be heard, a right to be listened to. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't want all these rights coming up and biting me back. I don't want to hear it. But it's, it's great in a way, you know, that he's thinking about his mental health. He's, Dan was so sad, my husband, the other day, he might kill me for saying this. I think Dan was telling him, look, eat your dinner, finish your dinner. And then Isaac was like, you're making me sad. You know, <laughs> but the fact that he was able to name his emotions, yeah. and actually, you know, say it, yeah. it was really hot. And I was like, leave my son alone. Aww. He doesn't have to eat his dinner if he doesn't want it. But, you know, it's just good that, you know, children are able to name, and my son's only four, but he's able to name these That's things. And say it out and not even be afraid to say it out to an adult. Whereas I'll be honest with you, do you think any one of us here maybe could have said to our parents, you're making me sad? What would the that. response be? <laughs> I couldn't. I would have said it, but I think it would have been, the response would have been, there's a lot more sad things that happening outside of this world, you. yeah? <laughs> like, but I don't think my mum would even grasp it because even now at this adult age, I've got to kind of like discipline her before she understands the real emotion that it's I'm feeling. It's only you that can discipline your mum, Shills. That's, that's, no, not that's in a horrible way, but it's like, you know, like the older you get, the more you're able to kind of like speak up on what you prefer, yeah. what your preferences yeah. are. And, um, you know, we have to think of my, my mental health and my well-being. So if that means I have to leave you for five days without speaking to you, I'm not mad at you. I'm just looking after my mental health and my well-being. And even and if you know, I am mad at you, I'm allowed to be mad at you because I'm an adult now and you've upset me and I'm yeah. telling you that you've upset me. So Michelle, do you <laughs> talk to your kids about mental health? Like how do oh. they kind of deal with that? Oh, Michelle, be honest. Michelle's an abuser, no, bro. No, I do, I do. I, I've yeah. said this so many times. I just want my kids to be happy. Yeah. I promise you, I, I don't care. I don't want to, I'll say it. I, I, you know, obviously I want them to do well, but mm. if it comes at the detriment of their mental health, then actually... I prefer them to be poor and happy than rich and sad. Mm -hmm. Yes, Sheila, I said it. Sheila's Ooh. like, ah. Poor is not in the vocabulary. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> no, poor. no I, obviously I want them to do well and I want them, we obviously know what, you want them what to be riches content. can buy you. Riches, mm. I think riches can buy you happiness to a certain degree. But when we look yeah, at all, not the, 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 all, all the, the rich and famous people that commit suicide, that are deeply unhappy and they have all the riches in the world, actually, was it worth it? Mm. <laughs> I want my kids to be happy. I really want my kids to be happy. I want them to know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to, yeah. to tell me yeah. as their mum, that actually, mum, you've done something, I'm not happy, or actually, mum, you were wrong. And as long as it's done respectfully, I can take that. I apologise to my kids. My mum didn't apologise to me and I still hold on to crap about that like yeah. that now I think there should be a book written to African parents for a certain generation yeah the trauma you left behind yeah. because I have a lot of people around me that are like my age you know thank god I don't think I don't think my trauma is is that deep or whatever yeah there's just unfortunate circumstances that happened to my mum that's it or happened to our family but there were people that I've had stories of where their parents were really traumatizing and they're still dealing with issues from childhood Massively. 
Yeah, and I think it should, kids, it's even worse. Like they, just yeah, and I, I think there should be a book that should be, you know, I'm not stereotyping, but a lot of those parents belong to the church, um, and I think this book should be put in the church, and it should be alongside the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So what I was actually saying, I know people might not like what I just said in terms of, you know, a book should be written for, you know, African parents or parents from back home to address the trauma. But we all read to a certain degree, do you know what I mean? And if people are in these 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 spaces of like church or whatever the community is, what's the best place to be taught apart from the apart from the place that you normally are at? So if that was something that they spoke about, you'd find that a lot more of our generation will be healed from the trauma that they faced back then. That's what the power of reading does or education does, no? It does, but I think one, with reading, it's because you you choose, you want to do something different, yeah? yeah? So for us to give, I know for certain people, if we were to give them a book about, you know, look at the hurt you've caused, they'll be like, I don't want to read this book you understand so i don't yeah. know if it has to be more maybe seminars or talks but actually sometimes with with when when you're giving out a message of um you know how you can do better maybe you're already preaching to the slightly converted already because they're already on that journey to make themselves better by taking that step to try and do better but actually the people that you want to reach are actually the people that might be that actually i've done no wrong yeah that's true Thanks. that's true i think um uh, you know reading is always an opportunity for people to learn a little bit more and um you know it depends on what material you like to read and there's a thing out there for everybody i guess um in saying that though christian i'm gonna come back to you yeah like obviously you know you're in a space now where you've written your book you feel like you're how do you feel your message has impacted the people that have actually received your book because sometimes your your audience sort of feedback gives you more of an insight of what you did well and what you need yeah. to do better or what you need to do more of yeah definitely i've definitely got some good feedback and i've got some um, bad feedback to, to work on and to improve on to the next my next book and that feedback mm -hmm. was just more of like have more visuals, less writing. Do you know what I mean? But then the most positive feedback I have had from people are um, just the kids itself, themselves, of just how they feel like they can relate and they can take something away from the book. Um, so mm -hmm. those are the two things I, I, I just, I'm more, I care about. And so it's um, relatable. And inspiring. Yeah. And those the can I pick up those two words? Relatable and inspiring. And inspiring. And they can take away something from the book. Like they can learn from some learn from my Can I just add as well? My mistake, yeah. What I saw from from the little girl that was holding the book in her little princess outfit, she just looked so happy. Mm. She generally just looked so overjoyed and just happy and excited. You know, mm. so there is something about bringing joy as well. My kids love reading. Sometimes I want to read the same book. My son, he wants to read the same book five nights in a row. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> please, not again. But again, that just shows how much they love the book. So, yeah. and that's the sense I got from, from that clip anyway, yeah. from that little girl. 
who sent that video in. Yeah, I, ha I had a parent who said like, oh, my kid just keeps reading it. Like she, she just reads it like nonstop. Like she wants me to read it all the time. And like she may not know every word, but she just likes to read it. Like, you know. That's I mean? really cool. Do you, have, do you have children? No, 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 no. No, okay. So you won't even know how annoying it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what? This is literally catching you off guard, yeah. You've got your book with you, haven't you? Yeah. So what was that? I've got my book. You've got your book with you right now, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Don't tell me I have to read it. Oh my. Read something. No. Read us. Read. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Come Give it to the listeners. Come on. Oh. Now I'm on the podcast. I talk about your book. I don't read about your book. Come on. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you going to be the right audience? Yes, we are. I'm a mum who reads <laughs> books every day. I'm an aunt who okay. has to go and read a seven-year-old niece. <laughs> okay, let me just read. Okay, let me read the beginning. Okay. Hey, look, man, master the, master the English here. Master what? the English. <laughs> You guys make me nervous. I don't know. I'm normally not nervous when I read to my little kids, but like adults, it's like, okay. Don't, right. don't worry about it. Yeah. Pretend I'm a youth. No, okay. Okay, I'll just I'll just read like a couple sentences, okay? Mom, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I, get I love this. Okay. I love the realness of this. Okay. So, Mom, I'm ready. I don't want to be late for school. Miss Sterling has an important announcement to make in today's assembly, yelled Chloe as she eagerly waited at the bottom of the stairs. I'm coming, yawned Mum. She quickly drank her fresh cup of coffee and picked up the car keys and drove Chloe to school. Chloe loved going to school. She loved playing with her friends, getting involved in school activities and playing sports. From afar, the school looked like a castle and had many classrooms. It had an art room, a music room, two science labs and a, and a playground as the size of a football pitch. Ring, ring, the school bell rang as they approached the front of the school gate. Chloe opened the door and bolted out of the car. She ran as fast as she could to get into the classroom on time. When she reached the front door, she saw Miss Sterling walking into the class. Phew, I didn't miss, miss the announcement. Miss Sterling wore an unusual outfit. She wore a long dress that was so long that it covered her shiny gold shoes. The students stared at her as she walked to the front of the class. Good morning, students. As you know, I have an exciting announcement to make. She projected as she adjusted her red cape tied around her shoulders. The students stopped what they were doing and took their seats as they tried to figure out why was Miss Sterling wearing a funny outfit. They all leaned in to pay close attention. She continued. Next week, we'll be celebrating the Queen's Jubilee by having a royal tea party in the school playground. It'll be a non-school uniform day and you will need to wear your royal outfit. The best dressed individual will win a special prize and the winner will visit the Queen for afternoon tea at her palace. So please dress to impress. Chloe's cheeks and her eyes flushed, flushed as she heard Miss Sterling's announcement. This is the best news ever, she whispered to her best friend Savannah. Savannah and Chloe were best of friends and they were inseparable. They sat together in every class, class every in every classes, in every class, and celebrated birthdays and holidays together. I would love to win the competition to visit the Queen. It was my granddad's best dream to dream to visit her and see the palace. I'll just stop by there. <laughs> I just thought, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Do you know one thing I love about books? Yeah, and I, I keep saying this every week. 
it's just the description, the descriptive writing, the, the ability to make you see the classroom. Because when you said she jumped out, I can imagine that mom, because you know, saying, "Oh, I'm tired. Let's go." Yeah. Everything that you read, I can see it. I saw the teacher straightening her cape with her long skirt, nearly touching her shoes. Everybody sitting at the classroom, like, ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 "What's happening?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, the excitement. Yeah, no, you can see it. All about the kids' book. Yeah, so that sounds really, really good. I, I'm going to have to buy it for Coco, my niece who's eight. I'm uh, going to have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like I'm going to have to buy a lot of books this season for I every know. person that comes onto the show. I've got to buy their book. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is a journey, and I think um, the story that you tell through your book, in terms of you know having confidence, we're not going to ruin it for the listeners, because I know how the book ends, guys. Ta da! Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. I only did that for extenders. No spoilers. Um, and I know how the book ends. So if you kind of like want to know how the book ends, definitely go out and buy it. Chris, can you tell us what um, what platforms it's available to be purchased from? Yeah. So you can purchase it on Amazon, uh, Waterstones online, Barnes and Noble, and yeah, those are the three main. Yeah, so it's well, basically it's on every platform, guys. It's on every platform, and, um, yeah. Just, yeah. Throughout yeah. the week, what we're going to do is we're going to be um, putting up a lot of posts that will direct you directly to Christiana's um, website, um, the Tea with the Queen's website, and um, yeah, her Instagram. She's not a shy girl, but you know, she's a great author. She says she was shy, but she's not shy anymore. <laughs> All that stuff there. Um, Chris, I've got a little bit of a habit. I've got something that we've fallen into over the past month that we keep asking people. Very unplanned. And I'm going to let Michelle take over. <laughs> so, random question. Now, this is going to be, think I was asking you to read your book is going to throw you. This is going to throw you. Right. You've got a tea party. You can have another tea party, I hear you ask. You can have 10 people at your tea party. 10? Dead or alive. You're being generous. Six. Oh, six. Okay, my bad. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Ten is harsh. Six. Only six people at your tea party. They can be dead or alive, famous, not famous. Who are your six? Go. Wow. Okay. So my sister, of course, if you like to gossip. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Love. Um, I would say Whitney Houston. I just love her voice. Whitney Houston. So uh, let me get this straight. Is she going to be sleeping throughout the whole tea party? Oh yes. Oh yeah. We need some entertainment. You know, we need. <laughs> we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take us Yeah, Whitney Houston. Um, I would say. Oh my gosh, there's so many people. Um, well, you've got four to go because you've got your sister. I was about godson because you know, you know. You godson. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, Cheryl, don't look at me. <laughs> my table's was full. My boys don't make the cut. <laughs> I was just like, my, too many god oh kids. My God, this is hard. This is hard. Um, this is hard. <laughs> this is not hard. Come on, but you got three more, yeah? Oh my Dead God, or alive. Who do I like? Did you know what? Because you're on the spot. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Who would I invite? Um, <laughs> this is your tea party. Who would I invite? Okay, I'm just going to throw some names. I'm going to say Drake. Uh, Drake. Say... Drake. Yeah. Not even Tupac. No. Tupac. 
What do you say? She don't know too bad. She's too young. I do know too bad, but no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Drake. No, Drake. this is a safe space. No judgment. No, you guys, just, this, 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 you guys are no, judging. You guys are I take it back. No, I take it back. I'm just shocked you put Drake on it, but you know. Okay, and okay. I'm going to invite both of you, Sheila and <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Jeez, this is the first time I've seen somebody's actually invited us to their tea party. You um, know what? Oh my gosh, who can I? I was just say my brother. I don't. I can't think of it. Okay, fair enough. A very interesting mix. A very, very interesting mix. Drake will just fund um, the, uh, the tea party. That's why, you know, we need someone rich, you know, to just... To fund it. Okay, <laughs> great. You know what? You're coming. Okay, cool. Time. I thought it was Shields. Shields was the Rix. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think Rick's money. I think Rick's money. Auntie Shills. Just take Listen, money. I'll take Drake's money. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> that is actually very interesting, yeah. That your dinner table looks like that. I'm curious here. Yeah, why are me and Michelle on that dinner table? Uh, did you guys have well, a your tea party? I'm really enjoying our coffee with, I don't want to get it wrong, co coffee with conversation? conversation? Coffee morning laughter. <laughs> coffee morning laughter. <laughs> sorry, I'm just sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no, she was drinking my conversations over coffee. So yeah, why not? <laughs> no, it's, it's no, it's really really cool. One thing I do want to let people know as the week's progress, guys. I know we've had a bit of a laugh with you know the um, people that were brought on, but this is me and Christiana had a conversation earlier on this week, and we spoke about a person digging deep into their passion and having the. Um, the ability and having the power to actually come out because you heard what she said at the beginning of the podcast her day job is something really fancy yeah and um <laughs> to do something that possibly might pay you less but because you just love it yeah it's so inspirational and um you had made mention that you would be traveling you, would, you normally travel around different schools and different libraries to read your stories do you have any locations that are coming up that we can share with our parents or is I there a place that do but i can share once i have any information okay yeah so is there like a, yeah is there, is there is there a place that they can sign up to follow you and then they yeah. can so know where you're at yeah, so on my website, um, you can actually sign up to any mailing or yeah. you can just reach out to me on Instagram, um, the Queen's Tea Party, and then just message me if, if, if you want to, you know, any events I have, I can just let you guys know um, through there. Yeah, do you, do you come to parties and read? <laughs> no, not birthday parties. Just, I'm just expanding your business. Oh, yeah. Thank, you, Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. I'm just expanding your yeah, business. Have a tea party yeah. now. Come and read. You have know. a tea party. Yeah, we'll Who else to come and read for you? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, let's get the chinky ching. Guys, yeah, support everybody that's been on this podcast, yeah, because it's, it's not easy to write, yeah. I don't even know how, I don't know how a person thinks about publishing something. I yeah. was about to say, I think it, for me, it sounds like the writing part actually seems like possibly the easiest part because you're just getting what's out there onto paper. But actually all the stuff and the publishing and what you talked about as well, research. Like, I hate research. Yeah. I hate uni. I hate learning. Saying the person that keeps on going back and doing many courses. But <laughs> the actual doing it because I'm not because I have to or because I'm going to get a qualification out of it. It just sounds like a lot. So it's not easy. Even um, Toyin last year, uh, last week, she said it took her 18 months, I think, to get herself yeah. published. Published. So 
it's, it's a, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of work, especially if you're self-publishing as well, because you're doing everything yourself. And Did you self-publish? Yeah, I self-published for this one, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're funding, wow. you're doing the marketing, you're doing everything, unless you have a team um, that's supporting mm. you. But yeah, um, yeah, just going back to what you said, like, yeah, it does take a lot of work to kind of do it. And yeah. it's, it's no joke. <laughs> but uh, how, what keeps uh, how you going is... It's just you want to share your story and um, just, yeah, that's how that, that's what moved, motivated me. And this isn't really a, um, I don't want to say her name because she's passed on. Um, this isn't really, I was going to say Jade Goody, my story. <laughs> this isn't whether well, it's written by somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because a lot of these celebrities have their stories written by somebody else. Then yeah. all they do is sign it at the book signing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is something where you've actually got to go in deep and really find yourself. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, you inspire somebody on this week's podcast and, you know, people want to follow you up and hit you up on your Instagram. And, you know, Can thank I you ask so much. One yeah. question before, sorry. How proud yeah. of yourself are you that you've done this? I'm very proud of myself that I actually did it. Um, yeah, it wasn't easy. It was not a smooth journey, but I'm, I look back and I'm like, okay, now I know what, how to improve, what to do next, what not to do next. So um, I'm, I'm very proud, very, very proud. I have to keep reminding myself because it's like, not everyone can do it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're proud of you, girl. Thank if anyone can proud of you, but Definitely. we move. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, what's it? Are we going to see you again on the podcast when your new book comes out? Yes, <laughs> yes. Getting first, getting first digs on this one, guys. <laughs> yeah. Off the press. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear to hear what else you're going to be, um, you know, sharing with us and bringing our way because I think um, to be inspiring is more rewarding than actually receiving anything and. You, you've actually left the mark behind by this book and it will be remembered forever and you'll forever be inspiring people so there's nothing but to be proud of yourself and you know thank you for um coming out of your shy zone and joining the podcast this week and talking about your journey and sharing that no, hopefully we can catch you me. thank you guys for having me. i really appreciate it <laughs> yeah. uh, i didn't ask you yeah who's your favorite author my <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> me. If I just say so myself. <laughs> I just say me. Um, no, growing up, yeah, I, I I was so obsessed with Jacqueline Wilson. I used to have, do you remember? Okay. I used to be so obsessed with her like girly series and Tracy Vicar. Yeah. Like, my, my little niece Taylor reads some of them books. Yeah. yeah. Lives is I never got into them, but Livy loves them. Yeah, I yeah. was obsessed as a kid, but. And that was I don't. What's your favorite book to read? I like to read uh, just self-help books. Just, yeah, I, yeah, it's quite random. I just like to read like a lot of self-help books. Like I'm reading, um, other than Michelle Obama um, biography, I'm reading that now. Um, yeah. I'm also reading um, a book by George Chapman called uh, the, Five Love, Love, the Five Love Language. I just like to read stuff like that. <laughs> Or just weird random okay. books. I've that book with our producer, actually. She's told me about that book probably the beginning of this year. Oh, okay. The five love languages, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla told me about it. Yeah. yeah. Have you been watching it? Have you figured out what your love language is? Yeah. Um, What's your love language? Love gifts, quality time, 
and <laughs> yeah, I think those are the two main things. Give some quality. Give some quality time. Sure, what was yours? Oh, I like touch. I, I like to be hugged and h- handheld. Yeah, I like um, physical affection, not necessarily where you're going shills, but I just no, like. No, we're going nowhere. <laughs> this is the PG. This is a PG show. Just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely like physical affection. Yeah. No, you're married. Yeah. You're not living in Sydney anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, what's your? You're not living in Sydney anymore, Michelle. You could me um, quality time. Definitely quality time, and throwing some gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Where but you can the expensive ones, obviously. Definitely, definitely quality time. Like yeah, quality time, time. I think if nobody gives me time, like because I think my time is more precious to me. So if I give you my time, that means I'm doing a lot for you. Mm. It's easy for me to buy people things. That's not the hardest thing. But giving you time, you know I gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let's cut here and let's try and get together before the season is out and have a coffee together. Because I think, Michelle, you'd really like to meet Christiana in real life. And Chris, you'd like to You like to meet your countrywoman in, in, in a real life, yeah. It'll be really good to meet up. Okay, so guys, there you've had it. You've had Christiana here, and um, she's really, 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 really been fun having her. I think she started off a little bit shy, but then she definitely got into the coffee morning laughter spirit. Chris, you're going to come back? Yes. You're <laughs> getting comfortable calling her Chris, that's just Christiana. I know, right? Chill, to you. It's Diana. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, seriously, thank you so much. Like I said... I'm learning so much um, about black authors and it's always been on my mind about black British authors. You know, for so long, I think our children, um, I think the market was very oversaturated with black American authors telling their story. And in the nicest way, we're similar, but we're different. So I love to see that there are people in England, in London that are able to tell our stories for, you know, children like mine basically so i'm here for it i'm proud of you thank you well done and yeah we can't wait for more thank you